What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Music from the Couch. It's me. It's Todd. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Uh, if you uh, can't tell, I'm in a great mood. I feel great. Uh, been dealing with some crap over the past uh, many, many days, and uh, now uh, I just I've got all the energy. So uh, here we go. It's episode 18. It's a brand new episode. It's several days behind. I do apologize. Thank you for your patience while I got this one put together. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Anderson Daniels joined me and oh, what a time we had. Uh, I met Anderson many years ago at a writer's round at Mystic Lake and this kid, he's just been, he's super kind. He's super sweet. He's always been, uh, just a pleasure to hang out with. I've opened for him several times. We've had a blast, uh, him and his band. They're always great to hang out with backstage, crack some beers, tell some stories, uh, tell some jokes and then jump up on stage and the energy is just fantastic. So I couldn't wait to uh, chat with Anderson. We've been trying to book this one for several, several, several weeks. And uh, we finally got connected and got to talk about all the fun things he's been up to, all the fun things that he is going to be up to. And uh, hopefully we got some new music on the way. Uh, Anderson's song, Town Like This, are gonna open, is going to open is going to going to open up the Jesus fucking good. town like this is going to open up the episode and then his song Cheyenne is going to shut it down so uh, make sure you check out uh, the snippets of those tunes and then head over to wherever you buy your music and uh, pick up all of the Anderson Daniels music that you can find uh, but here we are episode 18 Mr. Anderson Daniels I hope you enjoy as always like subscribe comment share with your friends whatever it takes to spread the word about music from the couch and if you want to see the full unedited audio and video version of this episode head over to patreon.com slash todd hurst and for a smooth five dollars a month you can get all the access to everything music from the couch as well as uh just some stuff from my own catalog uh released and unreleased so head over and check it out But it's not about me. It's about Mr. Anderson Daniels. Here we go. Episode 18. Let's do this. All right. Are you guys ready? Welcome to Music from the Couch. Sign. We never took stage, came close in 99, still folds on Chevys, still flying that old glory, a Duffy style, heading on nights to the place to be, don't remember what I was thinking, last time I was leaving. Welcome back to another episode of Music from the Couch. This is Todd Hurts. It's great to see you all again, or at least uh, have you tuning in for yet another episode. And uh, this week is probably going to end up being one of my favorites uh, because who I have today for you is, you know, it's, it's just, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Singer, songwriter, hunter, uh, <laughs> amateur golfer. Yeah. And 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 my my biggest fan, 
uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Anderson Daniels. Wow, what an uh, honor. What an honor to be here. I'm, I'm such a huge <laughs> fan, Todd. Thank you for having me in, man. <laughs> what an honor. Yes. <laughs> the, the first person to reach out to me and say, I want to be on your podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've been working on this for uh, for a few weeks. We kind of like, you know, we'll exchange some text messages and, hey, what are you up to? And then, you know, then you ghost me for a few months. You're a busy guy. So I, I, I can appreciate that. But I'm glad that we're finally able to get something uh, going. How how are you? How have you been? And you are busy. So, you know, just we could just go right into that. But uh, yeah, what's up? No, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, it's been it's been good. It's been kind of slowing down a little bit now. Well, I, I thought it was going to slow down a little bit after the summer, but it's kind of been um kicking right back into gear with with other things going on so um you know been traveling a lot been uh kind of not exactly in one place for too long but it's it's kind of how i like to live anyways i like to be you know uh mobile and, and go see different places and fortunately i've, I've had this music thing kind of take me there so very fortunate awesome. to have that now, do the dogs come with you everywhere you go uh not everywhere they've made a few trips um they're pretty good in the truck so um yeah we just had them down in texas a few weeks ago and, and then we drove back from we were in san antonio one night and drove back to minnesota like 20 hours and they did they, they did all right so um luckily loves gas stations have uh like dogs parks attached to the uh the gas yeah. station so great place to stop all over 35 and uh yeah there absolutely loves loves gas stations the best place Shout for out. you and your dog did you, hear, did you hear that loves did you get that all right yeah yeah hit me up <laughs> yeah. i'll take a hat that's fine yeah. yeah uh so so yeah you have been uh, so our shows you, you mentioned that it kind of slowed down a little bit um but it's starting to, to tick back up are you what's your philosophy as you head into winter in regards to shows because a lot of you know being in minnesota no one wants to wants to lug their gear in negative temperatures uh but what what's your strategy as we move into the winter yeah so i mean obviously like festival season is fantastic and we get to be outdoors and everything and uh going into the winter time fall is usually a great time too you still get so like we just played an outdoor show a couple of weeks ago luckily had the weather kind of work with us a little bit and uh you know, going in from fall into winter, though, is kind of uh, more time for me to focus on recording. Um, we I typically jump back in the studio around this time of year, and uh, I'm kind of in the process of doing that right now. Um, you know, usually we're getting out of town, out of Minnesota to play shows during the wintertime. Um, it's kind of our, our time to try and go spread the name spread the you know the brand elsewhere um you know so so heavy with the schedule when it comes to summer here and all the opportunities there are with festivals and county fairs that whole deal um that we you know i like to get out of town and kind of like go try other markets and, and keep building those other markets um while we get the chance to so this year i'm excited uh this next year this winter um kind of january through may uh we've got a lot of dates coming in for shows down in warmer weather and i can't wait for for some of those shows to to pop up especially when it starts dropping the temp here pretty soon yeah so like iowa <laughs> a little further but uh yeah we're talking like florida and the carolinas and stuff like that right now so i was beautiful to, just trying to stay on a beach somewhere yes with a ice cold beer in the hand um 
you talk about moving to other markets. I, I want to jump back on that or, or testing out other markets. You, before we get to that, uh, this is where it just kind of goes all over the place. You mentioned that you just did an outdoor show recently where the weather uh, held off and it seems, you know, Minnesota is not ready to go into uh, into the winter season yet, which it, it's likely global warming in the way we treat the environment. <laughs> You told me before we started. You want to? You don't want to get into politics. We can't. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, it, you opened up. Was it Champlain Outdoor yep. Theater? Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm from Champlain originally, and um, they have been talking about this for a number of years. But they finally built kind of a whole. Um, you know, Champlain's right on the Mississippi River, so it's got a great. It was kind of a hidden gem for for me growing up. Like not a lot of people knew how nice it was of an area because you got from the uh, Champlain Anoka Bridge down to the Coon Rapids Dam is all dug out. So it's a great place to go boating and jet skiing and all that stuff. So um, we always enjoyed it growing up. Well, now I think a lot of other folks in the area are going to get to enjoy it because they built a, uh, a brand new amphitheater there, um, an event center. Uh, what else? They're going to have, you know, they got a new park for for the kiddos and the dog park for people that are boating up and down with their dogs on the river to, you know, stop there. And they're building, they're in the process of building a three-story restaurant there as well, which I think is going to draw a lot of folks in and yeah, a cool spot to play music. I was fortunate to uh, be the first one to open that up and uh, man, we packed the the place out and it was, it was a real honor for me, uh, you know, have like the mayor and all the city council there and everybody uh, doing a ribbon cutting ceremony and they were all just really fired up to see us play. So um yeah it was it was a super cool night very cool it loves gaff stations should check out those dog parks and maybe sponsor them <laughs> it looked uh, pretty similar to the, to the ones that <laughs> love so i don't know if they're stealing some of those blueprints or not but yeah well look, crazy look, out here loves truck stop and gas station as a trendsetter so uh loves for all your family needs <laughs> i'm pushing it i'm pushing it It'll happen eventually. Everybody watching, um, please tag loves in the comments, please. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a thing. I can't <laughs> wait for this to come out now. Um, so so you mentioned, you know, with Champlain being your hometown, I mean, you're still local. Um, are you living in Champlain or are you living somewhere so, else right now? So right now I'm in Albertville. Um, okay. I've got a place here and then, you know, I'm splitting a lot of time between here and Nashville and, and probably going to be more time uh, in the coming months and, and coming year or so now um, with some stuff we got working on. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a hometown guy. I'm a, I'm a Midwestern guy and uh, I, I love it. I love it here. I love being surrounded by, you know, regular everyday people. I, I love Nashville and every aspect about being in the music industry and being surrounded by that. But I think there's, um, you know, there's a certain uh, lens that you can you can have when you're living there and in the industry all the time. And uh, I, I like being surrounded by the people I grew up around and the people that, you know, I write country music for. So, yeah, that's uh that you were getting ready to go down a path there. I might lead us, you know, I like being around regular, I like being around regular people. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate that. Yeah, so, everyday person. Does, so does going back, you know, for those that aren't from Minnesota or maybe are in Minnesota and are ge geographically challenged like me, um, you know, Albertville's not, it's not too far from Champlain. Um, no, it's about 30 but, minutes. Yeah. That's not bad. But what I've heard from people that have come here, so I've been here like 17 years or something like that. And when people come visit me, uh, they always kind of say, 
it's weird because you're in Minneapolis and then it's St. Louis Park and and where the suburbs are like legit cities and a lot of people they come from like from people from my hometown in Indiana they're like oh that's just, this is just a they just threw up a sign just to throw up a sign and so what I'm getting at is going back to Champlin like that's got to feel like a real you know kind of hometown returning home show even though you just live 30 minutes away oh it is for sure I mean like. A lot of, uh, you know, family, friends, or I had a lot of coaches, you know, that I that I grew up with um, all come out to that show. And it's like we had people, even people that also had left Champlin, like, uh, you know, some some folks that maybe bought a lake house and went up and retired in the lake house or something like that. Came, mm-hmm. They drove back to come see, you know, what was nice. going on in, in Champlin and what we were going to do that night, you know, for, for the show. So it was like just a really cool um humbling moment because i said when they they told me um at father hennepin festival which is the you know the county fair in champlain um or city festival in champlain uh they they mentioned about wanting to do the next year at this amphitheater that they're building everything i'm like all right well when the time comes i'd love to be the first one to headline that and they kind of you know granted that wish just because um you know we've we've always had a great following at father hennepin and and uh you know champlain we did the the town like this music video in Champlain. It's just kind of one of those things where we did it right on the river. And, you know, it's, it's something that I'll, I'll never not take that with me, you know, moving forward in my music career. So. Nice. That's awesome. So did anyone like walk up to you and like, like grab your cheek and go, I remember when you were just a little guy. That's, I can just envision that. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. No cheek grabbing, but. Uh, um. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to get drunk with your your parents or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's all the same stuff when you turn to return to your hometown again, no matter how far away you are. Um, you mentioned a lot's going on and your time between here and Nashville are going to be busy. So we're just going to go ahead and make an assumption and an announcement that you're signing a record deal. Congratulations. Um, and uh, looking forward to, to more from that. But, you know, with being busy and everything, I mean, you've, re- you've released EPs, albums, singles music videos you're going all over the place um and and as you talk about those other markets circling back to that what um like what are your emotions feelings as you walk into a brand new town or drive into a brand new town you've never been to before and clearly we you know as as artists you get the stats of like who's listening to your music there's a reason that um that you know tours are planned the way that they're they're planned are there towns though that you just want to go into maybe just blindly and go, I'm just going to try and play a show and see what happens. And, and like, or are they all planned out based off the stats and regardless, when you get there, what's that feeling like? Um, It's, it's more like where, yeah, where can we go? If, you know, if I could find a map dot somewhere that'll let us play, it's like, all right, how can we route to get there? Or, um, you know, I, I follow a lot of other artists, especially artists that I'm inspired by. And it's kind of like, well, where are they playing or where were they playing a few years ago when they weren't, you know, who they are now? Um, so kind of like that's from the booking side of things. That's where I try and lean. And then there is, I mean, no better feeling to me in this industry than going to a town that you've never been to and seeing. Like, I remember the first time we played Omaha, which we're heading there um, next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out. Um and uh the first time we played there man i thought there was gonna be five people that showed up and, and we packed the house out so it was like 
town that I've never been to playing my own songs. It was, it was an incredible feeling and obviously makes you want to chase the, that high even more. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's second to none for me being able to go. I, I love Like I said, I love to travel and playing a live show is, is one of my favorite things to do in regards to music. And so when you can put those two together and just see that you're connecting with and relating to, um, you know, people who, should have no connection to you and and they've got a connection to you through this music it's it's mm-hmm. a really cool feeling man that's part of what i love about you know just the genre of music and you know country music in itself to your point you can you write about yourself and it's music everywhere right it's just you know yeah country music is really focused on the story and the story is clear as day in most cases most um, of the time yeah yeah, I mean, I don't Florida Georgia Line songs don't make sense to me, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of songs that people can just listen to it and go, that happened to me. Like I did that yeah. once, you know. Yeah. Um and I think that's that's what's awesome about it. I yeah, I think like just the relatability of it, if that's a word, um <laughs> you got pretty much like we'll across the country. It. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Um, I know you have people behind the scenes that will be doing that for me. Yep. Um, I, I was going to say like across the country, you know, main, the two main differences I, I feel like, especially in middle America is, you know, whether you're in Minnesota or you're in Missouri or Kansas or whatever, you, you cheer for different sports teams and you go to a different bar to meet up with your buddies. That's about mm-hmm. like the, the biggest difference to me, especially traveling to these towns and playing these shows, you kind of get that that same story of of people, you know, the same as me all across the place. So it's it's uh it's it's definitely a relatable genre, and that's why I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they call they they say we're flyover states, but uh, it's some of the just some of the best stuff in in these flyover states, quote unquote. Right. Um, you know, it's there's good people here and, and like, you know, it's regular people. Yeah. Regular old Joe's. Occasionally, occasionally <laughs> you get someone that's yeah. bad shit crazy. Um, You're right. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you know, you mentioned you, you're looking for spots. It's almost like we mapped this thing out and, and uh, prepared for this ahead of time. You mentioned, artists that inspire you and you go look at the towns they're playing in to see if you can find a date there. So who, who is inspiring you? Who's inspired you growing up? And, and then even answer, answer those in a second. We're going to start with how did you even get into music? Yeah. So I, uh, I've like always been singing since I was a kid. Um, just like kind of knew I could carry a tune a little bit. Um, I don't know where that came from in my family. I think maybe my dad is a decent karaoke singer. So uh, maybe that's where it trickled down from. But um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, I never, you know, I took choir once because I had to. I never was in any instrument or anything like that. Um, but my brother learned how to play the guitar. Um, and he, you know, was doing the singer songwriter thing for a little while. So he taught me a few chords and, and I kind of ran with it from there. But he... Um, he moved to Nashville to pursue songwriting right out of high school and uh, went to MTSU down there in Murfreesboro for a little bit and then moved to Nashville and uh, spent a couple of years there doing the songwriting thing. So okay. um, that's kind of how I got into like country music and um, 
learn a lot of the ins and outs of how the music industry worked because he was kind of down there doing it and I go visit him and um, that's how I started going to Nashville in the first place. And then, you know, it wasn't until I got into college um, when I had a lot more time on my hands because you're in between classes and then, you know, there's not much to do uh, trying to keep myself out of trouble, you know, um, just start playing the guitar a lot more and, uh, you know, singing and then started going out to open mic nights from there because I've always been I've always felt like I've been a performer. Um, I love making people laugh. And uh, in, in high school, I was uh uh, you know, in the yearbook or whatever, it was most likely to stand out of a crowd um, as as uh, won that or whatever. And I don't know. I just I like being a performer. It's it's something that I, I really enjoy doing. And I love, you know, seeing other people enjoy that as well. So um, that's kind of where it all came together for me and, and how it started. OK, nice. In college, I learned uh, in between classes, I learned the entire Creed Human Clay album. <laughs> You're still playing that today, huh? Just uh, with arms <laughs> wide open, I play it every fucking night. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, I did uh, six feet from the edge. Um, that was a high school talent show um, okay. song. That, song that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, six feet's not too far down. So hold me now. God. A couple, couple Creed guys just what uh, a you know I know look at us jeez where do we where do we start where do we end I mean you know <laughs> where do we end <laughs> Mark Mark Tremonti is uh, I I appreciate his uh, his his chops his skills yeah. I always felt that Scott Stapp was a was a goon um, <laughs> and I never really understood <laughs> understood him I love the band though. Uh, I think he's making a big run now, isn't he? He kind of like went viral on TikTok and whatnot and kind of like made a resurgence of his career. He's he's out there. Did he? Out there touring quite a bit, I think. Good for him. I don't do TikTok, so yeah. I I don't I don't know what I don't really know what that is. My kids do something similar to TikTok, so that's about all that's that's as cool as I am. I hear you. Yeah. But uh anyways, back to our regular scheduled program. Uh (laughs) so so just kind of, you know, over time, I, I like the, the the whole piece of kind of going to college, right? Because you do have time to, to learn that, figure that out. You had the brother to help you, help you along the way. Um, aside from Creed, what are some <laughs> of the, the bands that <laughs> that inspired you growing up? I mean, I'm sure it's evolved, right? You know, yeah. there's always an artist that is still relevant or maybe they're not relevant like Creed and you're still listening to their music. <laughs> um, but uh who who'd you listen to growing up and uh what do you what's kind of continuing to inspire you some of like the first music that i listened to was you know you're like like you're riding around with dad and, and my brother's in the car and he would always be playing you know in in the late 90s early 2000s it was a lot of toby keith kenny chesney brad paisley uh brooks and dunn alan jackson he was a huge you know he's still a huge george Strait fan so it's like all of those kind of guys are, or their early stuff was really what I was raised up on. And, um, you know, moving into like when you're, you know, country kind of has that moment where it's not very cool. And, uh, when it wasn't very cool, you know, I'm listening to a lot of like hard rock and, uh, yeah, I always appreciated like Eminem's songwriting ability and, and his, his chops, if you will. Um, 
And so then when I started moving back into country, it was like when Eric Church and Jason Aldean were kind of right in their, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s, if you will. Um, that kind of era of country got me back into like the re relatable side that we said, you know, I, when you just get your license, um, you know, you kind of like stealing your dad's beer and, and going and hanging out with your buddies, that type of thing. So that's all like what got me back into country music. And then uh, from there, like to now, uh, like now I'm so inspired by uh, like a lot of red dirt, um, Texas kind of stuff, uh, you know, Whiskey Myers and Randy Rogers band, Turnpike Troubadours and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the list goes on. I'm, I'm just a huge fan of country music in general. I listen to it all. but um, obviously as, as an artist, that's kind of like new and still, I, I get inspired by other people who are still kind of like pursuing it in a new way as well. So um, obviously the, the greats inspire me, what I grew up on inspires me. And then kind of what I'm listening to today all kind of wraps into what I'm trying to do as an artist. Mm -hmm. Sure. And you cover, uh, or at least you, you did at one point um, the Foo Fighters, right? So clearly you're, yeah. You know, a lot of folks in the genre, they're just focused on a single, single uh, genre of music. Um, but you're clearly you're across the board. You got Eminem, you've got Foo Fighters in your set list and and you've just kind of listened to music up and down across the yeah. board. Yeah, I think like a buddy of mine and another artist friend of mine was like, man, you could sing hard rock. Like if you really wanted to, like you could like do the rock thing. I'm like, yeah, well, that's always like been an influence of mine, especially mm -hmm. I think you can hear it in some of my music, but um, yeah, anything from, you know, like classic rock to eighties, you know, Motley Crue and all that stuff. It's, we've, we've done it all in the set and there's a reason for it is because it, it plays into why I want to be a musician and why I want to do the type of music that I do. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Nice. You, you uh, I had a laugh when you mentioned that when like Eric Church was coming on the early 2010s and you were yeah. stealing your dad's car keys and beer and <laughs> driving around. I, I know I remember where yeah. I was the first time I heard uh, the first time I heard Springsteen. Yeah. I remember where I was. And yeah. uh, I had, uh, think I had two children at that time. So, you know, it's. uh <laughs> There's the age gap. I know. I knew that point was going to come at some point. No, today, I don't. Hey, look, you know, we're uh, I'd like I like to still think I'm in I'm, I'm in your age. I, I, I love that music because it's like it takes me back. Like, I always feel like I'm 17. Like, even right now, yeah. I still feel like I'm 17. So it's like that type yeah. of that wherever you were, like, especially that song, um, you know, that was one of the songs that kind of got me back into country. And it's, you know, even to this day, uh, Think, you know, when you think about me, do you think about 17, all of that? Just like I, I love that type of uh, reminiscence of the genre that can kind of take you back to a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he revitalized. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. He revitalized country music for me as well. Yeah. I was kind of in the same same space of uh, similar to, to, to you, where it was a ton of Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn, Clay Walker um alan jackson tracy I mean, lawrence had, a little tracy, bit yep, tracy lawrence joe diffie um you know jeff carson there's a lot of oddball wade hayes there's a lot of oddball artists from the 90s that i could yeah. rattle off um, oh yeah they, and, that was the that was like the king of one hit wonders you know yeah like they're like the yes. couple guys that maybe only had a couple of hits or something like that and like 
like I, I always Tracy Beard Bird will come on the radio or something like that. And I'm like, man, this that guy hurts. actually had like a couple really good songs back then. He's just like when you yeah. think of like '90s artists or whatever, like he might you know be a little further down the list than your no Toby way Keys or Alan Jackson's and stuff like that. But it's like they really did have have these these great songs, you know, the Watermelon Crawl. Uh, <laughs> I was well, yeah, a couple episodes ago, I was talking to someone about how I used to pop the Faith Hill cassette. Her oh, yeah. first, her first uh, album, pop the cassette in, put the headphones on, hop on my bike and go running, you know, just hauling ass through the neighborhood, just with Faith Hill blasted of this <laughs> fucking album rocks. Uh, Everyone's taking guesses on what you're listening to as you're biking right. by them, and nobody's yeah. getting it right. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, he's probably <laughs> listening to like Two Live Crew or something. I'm like, it's Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Just killing What's it. That? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, when you talk about too, you talk about like red dirt in Texas and all that, you know, that's kind of a, I'm starting to learn that. I mean, it's, it's growing in popularity for sure, but you know, talking to people, it's not heavy on their radar. So, you know, are you, are you okay with that? Or are you wishing those, those guys and gals down there, in Texas would just like blow up the world. Um, <laughs> I I think you're starting to see it a little bit, you know, like guys like Parker McCollum are getting deals from Nashville, you know, Co Wetzel got a deal with Columbia Records. It's like you're getting some of those guys. Um, obviously, a lot more eyeballs are on them now, right? Because like a, mm-hmm. like Cody Johnson, you know, kind of made it out, and Aaron Watson, I think, was kind of one of the first ones to really kind of push into the Nashville scene. From there, Granger Smith would be one too. Um, but there's such a, a, a rich history of artists down there and there's such a market for it because they've got the venues, they've got the the radio plays. So there's like a history there that I think a lot of people um, should go like kind of get into before they start saying like, oh, this should be, you know, way bigger than it is. Well, it's just like it's it's just big enough to the point where I, I'm OK, you know, I'm OK with where it is right now because it's like, yeah. It's, it's it's shareable. You got other other people that are fans of it, but it's kind of like you're not gatekeeping this great music yet. It's still kind of under the radar, which is where everybody lo- likes to keep their music, you know. <laughs> so it's like that's I think it's in a good position right now where, yeah, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for other artists to kind of like make it big, big. Um, but, you know, a lot of these artists have successful careers. And that's what that's one of the reasons why I like it so much is, uh, you know, you can have a successful career without making it to a Luke Combs or, or, you know, Luke Bryan or whoever, a stadium tour, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can make a decent living as a musician without having to do that or as an artist, I should say, even. Um, and that's what inspires me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. You got to do more than just put your stuff on Spotify too. Yeah, kids. definitely. Um, just an FYI because <laughs> they don't pay shit. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of, that's, that's the topic that comes up on every episode is my hatred for Spotify. I was going to say, because um, you bring it into the conversation, huh? <laughs> there's always, there's always a path in there. Um, so, so what, what, I mean, you talked about that, that, uh, that Omaha show is coming up next Friday. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about that. Cause I kind of, I think you posted about it. Uh, I don't know, yesterday. I was on Instagram the other day and I saw a post. It could have been from three weeks ago for all I know, but <laughs> that seems like a thing. So you're, you're doing a show. There's like certain levels to buy tickets and then you're mm-hmm. throwing an after party. What, what's going on? We, we need to get people down to Omaha. <laughs> yeah. 
we're uh we're headed back to barnado lounge um it's been one of my favorite venues to play over the last couple of years i started playing there when the pandemic hit i was just looking for places where we could go and play shows and and uh, nebraska was one where um they were letting people get together and and you know socially distanced sure ways um and so we got to yeah yeah we got to go play uh some shows and and um you know they've they've been really good to me over the the last couple of years and we i've gotten to open up for a couple artists there um and just uh, kind of a uh safe haven for when we're rolling through that area and you know we're headed down there veterans day to uh do this show and yeah they always host an after party um after that they've nice. got this cool little kind of like green room area where um they bring in a dj and uh kind of do a little little post party deal so uh, that's so that's cool. always fun. It's always a good night in Omaha. So nice. And so at that after party, is it just for you to just interact more with the crowd and meet some new people, see some old friends, etc. Yeah, you or... get to do that, and then you know just keep keep the party going a little bit. You know, sometimes when you you end the show, especially kind of like in a concert format. You know, I know like doing the the cover band thing. Like you, a lot of times you're going right up until bar close, but when you're like headlining a venue, you kind of get done at like 11 or, or so. And it's kind of like, yeah. we got, we still got some time here. Like let's hang out. So that's kind of, that's kind of what it is. Absolutely. I like that. Now in Omaha, are you going to cover a 311 song out of respect for, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any in the set, but maybe that's I good tell idea. you, just, you should try it and see what happens. You know, I think see uh, what goes on. I think the band could figure that out in a week. I think not, so. Some not good, that hard. Good players, they'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Would you, what, would, what would you? Uh, what song would you do? <laughs> if I, um, I mean, gosh, that's a great question. If I if podcast I reverse, I'm, I'm hosting you, this yeah. thing now. Yeah, oh, shit, I like this. This is good. <laughs> gosh, you know, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd have to go with. Uh, probably fuck the bullshit or hydroponic and just give that to the, to the Omaha crowd and someone's going to yeah. recognize it, you know, or there, you could always, you could just go basic and just go with like, uh, you know, all mixed up, but I don't know how that would roll into your set. I'll think about that and I'll let you guys know. I could do an acoustic breakdown of one of those songs. I think let the, let the band go get a, another beer or something go. like that. Do it. Yeah. There you go. Or just, yeah, just like somehow that could be know, our walk up, bring it in as, as we're, uh, you know, now we're on to something. Yes, your walk-up music is 311. Always uh, always thinking of a way to get get the job done here, Todd. Yes, I love this. Well, you know, the hometown, you got to focus on where those, what kind of music those crowds like. And I'm sure Absolutely. the only artist that that town knows about is, is 311. <laughs> um, that's, that's all that's ever on anybody's <laughs> playlist there. That <laughs> and... Omaha's known for 311 and loves gas stations. Uh, perfect, perfect for the family on any road trips. So, oh brother. So I know you can't talk about. I know you can't talk about this, right? You've been sworn to secrecy of what is coming, what's coming in the near future. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a tidbit? Is there? You know, you talked about going back into the studio. So we're gonna get some new music soon. We're gonna get. You know what? What are we gonna get? Some like Christmas shows in the, in town or something like that? Yeah, no, uh, no Christmas shows in town. I'm, so we go, we do Omaha, and then we're in Chicago the week after. So um, those are the last two shows of the year for me. Um, then it's kind of focused back into the studio 
And so I'm prepping and, and get hopefully getting this new music ready to start, um, you know, releasing some stuff. I'd like to to put a new song out in January of next year, but it might be a little later, you know, kind of depending on um, when, when the rest of the music is going to be done. But I'll say next year for sure there will be another, you know, EP out and uh, hopefully a few more singles to go along with that. Um, and a little bit longer of a project than uh, than country country and midwestern side A. So um, I think people will be excited. I've kind of you know got to keep working on this brand that I'm building, but also kind of keep pushing the the envelope a little bit. So um, you know I, I'm I'm really excited about these new songs that that we're working on and uh, still writing, still trying to trying to you know write the next one that's that's going to beat out a song for this you know any kind of spot on the record, but um I'm, I'm excited about what's to come for sure awesome so you you mentioned you know still writing maybe you write something then you go this is better than than that so i'm going to swap yeah. it out do you uh so it's not so much more of well i have an ep right now but oh shit i'm i'm, I'm two good writing sessions away from an lp so maybe we'll switch the focus to that is it more of here's the strategy for for rolling out songs and i'm going to stick to it but just replace potentially yeah i mean that's kind of what i've especially as a younger artist independent artist it's it's tough for me to kind of like say here's you know 20 songs that i want to put out versus hey here's you know pay attention to these four four or five versus Mm -hmm. you know here's uh here's 20 to, to check out all at once but i mean it's you know good songs are good songs so if if they're good songs and i think they fit what i'm trying to do i'm happy you know i've got no shame in recording songs and putting them out um so it's i'd like to i'd like to put out more than i've i've been releasing over the last couple years um but you know how it goes being an independent it's just it's tough with with recording costs and and then you got to market the song once it comes out and, and all of that stuff so yeah it's more strategic i would say than um than kind of like hey here's another song let's lengthen a project and get it out i'd say it's kind of like a replace situation if if that song comes along and it fits kind of like you know i I like to think of i I like working in these projects these eps where it's like all the songs kind of coincide a little bit um i released three singles in 2020 and each one was very different from each other and i heard you know from a lot of folks that they really enjoyed that they they enjoyed hearing a different um side of me in each one of those but it's fun to me to kind of work under an umbrella of a project and, and then kind of pick songs that, that all kind of link together in a way. Okay, nice. And so country and Midwestern side A is that, you know, that was your focus there. Um, walk us through, you know, kind of what that process was. Yeah. Um, you know, town like this was a single that I released in 2020 and that one didn't, I really love that song. It's kind of been a big step for me. So I wanted to have somewhere for it to live, um, kind of as a, as a song itself. So I put it on this record. Um, and then the other four, um, you know, like you go girl is kind of, uh, I, I love that song. Just the, the, like you said, storytelling of it. I think you go girl and way out are the two opposites. They're kind of like the, the beginning and end to to a story where it's, um, you know, you're letting your significant other or somebody you really care about go. And then, you know, in way out, they're kind of like have, have chased their dreams type of thing. And now they're kind of looking for that home home feeling that they've been missing while they've been out there doing that. So um, those two songs kind of coincide together. And then um, Damn Close is a 
a tune that I wrote a while back and I really just, uh, that's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Probably my favorite song that I've ever put out that are Cheyenne and, um, with the fiddle on there, I think it's got such a cool lick. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, good on gasoline was kind of a, another one of those town like this songs that just kind of is a ripper. And, uh, I love having that kind of, you know, badass song to play live. And I don't think any of the other songs really did that for me uh as much as good as get good on gasoline did and and you know we closed down the show with that one every night and it's just it's nice. a crazy response so awesome love to hear it and you mentioned cheyenne so you know you recorded that gosh when was that released it feels like yesterday it that was no. just over two years ago because it was october of 2020 it was a pandemic year okay and uh yeah it, it's crazy how time flies it, well, absolutely. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when life just gets interrupted the way it did. Um, right. So, you know, that's a, I, I love Cheyenne. Just, you know, if, if listeners, if you haven't listened, just hit stop right now. There's probably not much that you'll miss. And uh, I've already got the credit for the listen. So go listen to Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's the Anderson Daniel version. Yeah. Uh, so that was that recorded. Count. Yeah, that was recorded by two artists. What is that? You you guys both wrote it, right? You co-wrote. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote that one with TJ Morrow, and uh, he released this song on an EP, self-titled EP, and uh, it was um, a song that you know I kind of had the uh, the title in my head and kind of this idea of like well, we could write a song that sounds like you miss a, a girl, but you're really kind of like missing a place and. Uh, I think we did it super cool and and TJ loved the loved the tune and recorded it. And then I started playing it out at shows, you know, like, hey, uh, it was a song I wrote and and uh, a friend of mine cut it. And and the more and more I did that, I was like, well, I kind of really dig the way that this tune came together. So um went and recorded my my version of it and put it out. And uh it's it's been cool to to have a song that both you and the other writer are passionate enough to record so mm-hmm. um that's been a really cool process and obviously is the first song um that i've ever done that with and i kind of mentioned to you here before we started rolling that that might be happening again yeah and i i love that i just you know not many people do that um we as we talked about before we uh really got into the episode uh we talked about leanne rhymes and trish yearwood doing that now you and TJ, you don't talk anymore because of this, right? Tell us a little bit about that. It's a great as <laughs> plot. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. he's a good guy. Um, great guy. But uh, no, that's a that's a fantastic song. I'm excited to hear it again. Can't wait to uh, maybe you'll you know give give the fans a little sampling of uh, what song you're going for. With you know maybe this could be the big reveal. Maybe next episode could be the big reveal. We'll have to record another one and yeah, and you can announce one. all your news. On, yeah, uh, yeah, on, we'll have on... some news, and I'll have a, I'll go through the set, or uh, the the track listing of the new record with you. Oh, there okay. we go. I love this. All right, I'll, I'll guarantee, you... I'll guarantee you that uh, that release news. I'll, you, you'll be the first. <laughs> Perfect. Good. I want to. Yeah, that's my goal in life is to be the the breaker <laughs> of of good news. So, um, well, hey, Anderson, I appreciate the time. I mean, it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, I know you're a busy human being, and I don't want to take away from uh, from your time of writing the next one and uh, getting ready for Omaha next week. Now you've got some yeah. 311 stuff to kind of comb through, figure that out. <laughs> I just blew the whole world up. You're probably going to 
jump off and go listen to the Creed uh, discography. So you got about you're going to need a good three and a half hours for that. Yeah, I got some some stuff to do on my to do list now. Thank you for uh, thanks for taking the time and having me on today, Todd. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Everyone go check out Mr. Anderson Daniels, Anderson Daniels Music dot com. Uh, country, Mr. Mid Country and Midwestern side. Mr. Midwestern, maybe that's Mr. Midwest. There you go. Uh oh. Uh oh. Look at this. All right. We're spitballing real it. quick. Yeah. And uh, for for all you Omaha listeners, I know you're out there. Go grab tickets to the show next Friday, Chicago, the week after that. All this information's on your website, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, social media, all over the place, right? You got it. Excellent. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Again, as always, head over to patreon.com slash Todd Hurst for more behind the scenes footage, uh, all for the price of coffee. Tell all your friends about music from the couch. Make sure you click like, leave a comment, and we'll see you all in a week. Anderson, take care, man. It's good chat. You too, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Adios, everyone. Shout